2: Now, onto the Eels versus Cowboys. Cowboys first. Wow. They're looking good, man. They're looking really good. Now, I think, yes, they have to face the top tier. I want to see them against the Storm. I want to see them against the Panthers. Understandable. But we've got to give credit where credit's due. This is a team that no one had in their eight. At best, fringe of eight. Uh, At worst, spoon. Literal spoon. They're currently sitting third on the ladder. They're the most improved team. And they've just taken an Eels team that's beaten the Storm three times in a row to task. Uh, Cowboys, I think Drinkwater has made a massive difference for them. I think the the decision by Payton to focus on defense has been super important. It's a masterstroke from him. Dearden's been great. Townsend's been great. Cotter has been so, so good for him. Tamalolo looks like he's back at his best, like he's barnstorming best. He looks happy. He looks aggressive. Cowboys are looking good. What do you think, Timmy?
3: Mate, Scotty Drinkwater, how good... It's funny to say he's an injection in that team. He's been with the squad a while now, mm. but just coming in, his passing game, it hasn't come as a shock, but it is just sublime. Yeah, That basically no-look spiral awesome. uh, for that first try of the game, it might have been. I was just sitting there going, that is just masterful, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and what he's, in- he's injected into that attack has been phenomenal. What Toddy Payton, we, we spoke about it in depth last week, but he's just getting... 100% out of every player In that yep. squad Is not he Looking at this, the roster At the start of the season I was going Oh You know It's pretty flat There's there's not a lot of um, But I just didn't rate it To be honest yep. And now you're going Every one of them players Is playing to their best footy um, yep. And that has to come back To Tom
2: Payton Yep Oh man, what do you? Doing?
4: Oh, well, and like, there's part of me that wants to say, "Hey, Todd, you should have listened to us six weeks ago." <laughs> but then there's also part of me that says, "You know what? Drinkwater's playing the, his best footy. I think because of the way Tom treat, Tom yeah. treated him in the yeah. early weeks, I think he has pushed the best football out of him. Hammer came on at the end and looked great, which is <laughs> yeah. just a bigger headache. Uh, but personally, I think Drinkwater has just closed the case on the
2: fullback argument. I think so. I think he offers so much. He's so more suited to today's fullback than, say, Hamiso. I think Hamiso, maybe 10 years ago, you would say he's like the mm. perfect fullback. I think in today's game, you need a ball player back there. And I think Hamiso, he can play centre really well. He can play wing really well. The problem is, it's like, man, someone in that team I feel sorry for. I know he came on and absolutely killed it, but I would still start Hiku so next hard. week. yeah, yep. And I would still bring Hamiso on off the bench to bring impact.
4: And I would apologise to Granville. A thousand yeah. times A thousand go, mate, times I'm so Absolutely sorry. It just,
2: um. <laughs> well, I mean I can't believe Hamiso came Want to do that though like, yeah. you, like you know what I mean Like are you fucking serious Like Comes straight on Makes two line breaks I think it was 160 metres 160 metres in 15 minutes No one does that shit No one does that shit And I actually think This environment Is going to bring the best Out of Hamiso You know he's kind of That player that if he gets comfortable, I, I can see him being like, you know what, I can break the game open whenever I want. I'll let, I'll just do that. Whereas, like, this environment where it is hard to get into that back line, I think we're going to see the best out of him. And it? you know
4: what I love? Miso came on and was sensational. And Drinkwater sort of went, fuck, he looks good. Mm. I'm going to chip over the top and I'm going to score the last oh, try. Yeah.
2: We're up by Crazy. 30 year. Crazy. I'm, I'm still going to try and bury them. So, like, so good. And, like, he gives defence without sending Valentine Holmes, like, Wow. Who would have thought he would be this good in the centres? Uh, Talangi, great. Uh, Kyle Felt. You know, I mean, the Cowboys are just looking so, so good. What do you got, Timmy? Uh, not Timmy. Uh, uh,
1: just with the backline and Hamiso and the headache. For me personally, if I was Todd Payton, I'd say for the next month, because they've got uh, Dragons and Knights, which are two winnable games, then they've got Storm and, and Panthers, which are obviously the two top dogs. I'd say Hamiso, come off the bench for those four games. We'll just stick with what we've got for the next month. And then after the two tough games, I'll, I'll probably reevaluate and see where we're at.
2: Yeah, I, don't change anything. Fuck me, don't change anything. Like mm. You can't, yeah. If, if they come out next week and have a blood jar, then yeah, fair enough. Like, Amiso's so good to get him in there. But, mate, I, I think you've got to stick with Drinkwater at the back. I think Drinkwater was uh, – we have to remember he was kind of forced into that six role because they didn't have a half. If you recall correctly, he was, he was brought up to the club, I'm pretty sure, from the storm. As a fullback, he was ahead of he was ahead of Pappenhausen. Yeah, he was ahead of Pappenhausen. Pappenhausen. I don't even know how to say it anymore. Hausen, P- Hausen, yeah, Housen? Oh, I don't know. How Rattled how to say anymore. yourself. I don't honestly don't know how to say it anymore. <laughs> I've been so back and forth between. It. I don't know how to say it anymore. But I, he knows I love him, Papi, You know I love you, baby. Um, yeah, look, drink water. We forget he was brought up as a fullback. That was in front of the great little Schnuck and <laughs> and um and it was forced into that sixth role because I think they were just like had no halves. They had like Clifford, I think, at seven that was trying to put things together. It wasn't Morgo really, was wasn't, in and out and yeah, yeah, Morgo was in and out and, and so they needed one at six, but we forget this guy is a top, top, top tier uh, fullback that the storm didn't want to lose. They didn't want to lose. Uh, it was only because Drinkwater got injured. And did he's? I think he's Peck, and then Hughes got the jump on him. Mm. Stormer a fucking joke, like they're a <laughs> yeah. fucking joke. And think mate, about I, that.
4: When he got injured in that trial, killed it. He, he was, was
2: flying, it. yeah, killing yeah. it. So I think we've just, I think we all have forgotten how good this kid is at fullback. He's, in, he's a top top tier fullback. Think about how good you've got to be to not even, not only keep Hughes out of the fullback role to keep little schnacky. Out of the out of the fullback role, like think about how good you have to be, and I we forgot that, and I think we're getting reminded. Wow, this is special. Um, so much so that like, I, is he New South Welshman or a Queenslander? New South Wales. I was going to say if he was a Queenslander, I would consider him. He at least putting pressure on that fullback position with Ponga. Is he New South Wales? Yeah,
4: I'm confirming. I
2: think he's Central Coast or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I thought he was Central mm. Coast. Okay. Um, because I, I think I may have brought this up like when he was playing fullback when he first got to the club. And I was like, yeah, he was
1: born in Penrith, grew up on the Central Coast well, and played junior rugby league that's for
2: <laughs> That's in Queensland. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, Scotty Drinkwater, absolutely amazing. Hamiso amazing. Hiko amazing. Uh, all, all the players like Cotter through the middle, what a fucking knock. Robson was great. Uh yeah, as, as you said, Timmy, they're getting the best out of every single player. Like, every single player is arguably playing career-best form. Mm. Outside of Sam Lola, but, like, his career-best form is, like, so outrageous. You, It's almost too much. Uh, now, Townsend, is he by the year? or uh, Is he in the conversation? Uh, definitely in the conversation.
4: Sure. Uh, he has to be a top three for me. I mean, to, just to go back to those stats earlier, the turnaround in this Cowboys team is unbelievable, and he has
2: been the focal part of that. Yeah, is absolutely. Just, yeah, so impressive. Well, think about there. it like this. So I would argue, and I, I felt like Broncos had a better team on paper than Cowboys at the start of this year. I thought that, and I understand I'm biased, so I understand if people say, no, no, I think uh, Cowboys do. But Reynolds went to the Broncos. Uh, Townsend went to the Cowboys. Cowboys are doing better than the Broncos. you know. And Reynolds is, is fucking the guy. So you have to... <laughs> Show some respect to what he's done, Townsend. Yeah, oh, I thought it
4: was great. You know, I already mentioned it before that try that Scott Drinkwater scored at the end. He chipped over the top. Did you see the bloke that was sprinting into the in goals with him? It was Chad. Chad, he
2: missed it. Ran past yeah, yeah
4: it. he ran past. But like in that situation, you know, I, I, I was watching them set up that play and assuming, oh, the ball will go to Chad and he'll kick it. The ball went to Drinky instead, and he kicked it. And Chad just goes, "It's not my normal role, but I'll just be there. Yeah, I'll just absolutely. get on my bike and go." And that's great to see.
2: What do you Timmy?
3: Tell you what, I've seen some blokes who love footballers in my time. Um, I'm a, I'd give my life for David Staggs, at club level, of course, a <laughs> guy near the arena. Uh The Guru and his love for Royce Hunt, I thought had it, had topped that. Mate, your love for the Chad, it's, I love it's the right Chad,
2: other and for good reason, mate. mate I couldn't understand. We're all <laughs> like, I can't believe we signed Chad Townsend. Like, I, people don't get like. I understand fans; they're just watching the game, so they don't have to like break it down. It's like Chad Townsend offers so much. His premiership winning. He has all the little things. like We constantly complain about, they don't have a structured half. They don't have a structured half. How many teams have we gone through today and said, they don't have a seven to direct around yep. the park? That's what Townsend does. Mm. Does he get the triestest? Yeah. No. It's
3: the best, mate. And, and that's it. Like if, if Chad Townsend goes and busts four tackles, chips and chases and scores, but has a horrific kicking game or like, just doesn't get the side around the park, people are going, Pretty good game from the Chad, pretty good game. But you yep. sit there go, no, no, no. But when week in, week out, he gets his side around the park and produces that direction, yep. it just does go so unseen to a lot of punters out there, and, and you're right. And, and it's great that we highlight all or you highlight it, because, and they said, whether he's worth that money or not, at the moment, the Cowboys are coming third on the ladder. So, yeah. Yeah,
2: and also, it it's, off, all, it's all relative, too. Yep. Like, how much are you playing your paying your seven? If you're paying your seven 700K, that's a good... Allocation of your cat. Yeah. Because everyone has the same amount of money to spend. If you've got managed to get a seven that's got you in the top three right now, you're actually – it's a bargain. Because you've got other teams paying their seven a million dollars sitting fucking, you know, eighth, ninth or whatever. So, and hey, look, it's, it's early in the season. It's only around eight. But they're a 19-point 19, 19 better side. In defense, they're a 22-point pet- better 22 side 22 points. And that all comes – he is the guy directing around the park. Can you 22 imagine, points on average. Yeah.
3: Can you imagine, <laughs> like – Todd Payton along with the recruitment team at the Cowboys that's a big team there going we're going to give Chad Townsend 700k the backlash we're going to cop from people mm. how's the faith he had in Chad Townsend to come up and deliver on that money yep. and he's just gone I knew he'd do it and yeah,
2: here we are 100% and I just think that Chad Townsend is just grossly underrated like he won, he's won a comp he's, he's a, one of the most recent 7s to win a comp you know if you go back before like I think last year he was in like there was only three players that had won a comp in the last five years. Three sevens, sorry. And he was one of them. Um, and look at the impact he's had on Dearden. Massive. Which might be the most important factor in oh, this whole thing. Dearden is just yep. looking great. So, look, Cowboys.
1: I think it's still the case, actually. I think it's just Chad Hughes and Cleary in the last five years. Pretty sure. Uh,
2: last five years. Yeah. 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 Which You know what I mean? Like, Think about that. There's only three sevens in the comp that have won a comp. In the last five years. Yeah. Now, we may miss one person, but what it shows you is like this doesn't come around. You don't get a seven that can win a comp just off, you know, they don't grow on trees. I, like, guess, I mate, guess it's, it's technically it six years, but whatever.
4: Yeah. But Let's even see. deeper than that, I mean, which other sevens have won a comp?
2: Reynolds? Six years is worse. It's crazier. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. But even before that, like Reynolds is the only one still playing that's outside of that, and Ches, DCE. Mm. Uh, there's not many that have done it.
2: Yeah, yeah it's it's very rare to find a, a Premiership winning seven when Kronk won so many of them in the last period. Like, Kronk was three of the last six. You know, so anyway, anyway uh, I'm stoked for Chad because, you know what, he's such a good bloke. Such a good bloke. Um, Eels, are we
4: concerned, boys? I am, yeah. I'm, I'm concerned for them because I... I look at Parramatta and I think they will beat up on all the bottom sides. They'll beat them. They haven't really been doing it overly well to start this season, but I look at them against the top sides and I'm sorry, I think we have to start to consider the Cowboys as a top side, don't we? Like, it doesn't feel natural, but I think we have to start to consider them as one of those. Yeah, one more big win. At least a top eight side. Yeah, top eight side. At sure. least a top eight side. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I thought Eels once again, we, we speak about it every week. I don't understand what on earth is doing with Dylan Brown. I I'd honestly just be saying the same thing I said last week, so yeah. I don't know if it's worth it.
2: Everything I said through, last week, guys, I am gonna. Yeah, I feel repeat. exactly the same. We won't go over it again, but to ever since he's moved from there, their attack looks nowhere near as good. Like That's just it. They were lucky Newcastle arrived on their doorstep when they did, in my opinion. Absolutely. And also, I think like two, at least two, but maybe even three, were down his short side, him calling the play. Um, and also, the points that they scored last night, guess who threw the pass that was crazy to score the try? (laughs) It was Dylan Brown going, looking up, going, oh, shit, throwing a crazy, through his back, pass, long pass to... Cartwright. Cartwright. Sorry? Cartwright cartwright to the winger. Like, that's where you scored your points. It's it's insane. Anyway, we won't go over it again. But um, outside of that, like, it's just the concerning thing I have with the Eels is like... hold
0: up?
2: if their forward pack turns up they beat anyone if they turn up and play the way you know they can play they beat anyone but some games they just don't seem to have that same aggressive aggressive nature what do you what do you think about the the eels timmy
3: mate to be honest i'm not panicking at all if i'm a Parramatta fan and it's for the exact reasons that you just mentioned but it's not so much the attack it's the defense watching that game eels and cows I think I counted six tries. and It may have been all six. It might have been five or six were directly through Brown and Hayes Perham. Now, that combination is probably done as soon as this week. So, Tom Opicic is due back within the next week or two. Sean Russell, due back in the next week or two. So, they're going to slot in there. Brown's going to go back to the halves. Points are going to come off the back of that. Um, The wings will change, and they're going to get back to the edges that they've had basically for the whole season. But... Every single try went down that edge as a result of misreads or poor tackles or whatever from that edge. Um, up until this game, you know, we've mentioned that. There's the odd game you can just write off, put a line through. I'd be doing that this week. When they get that edge stable again, uh, they'll be fine. Mm. I'm very confident of it. Their attack will come good with Brown back in the halves. God, let's hope it's this week, and it yeah. should be. But I'd, I'm honestly not too disheartened by it if I'm a para fan. Yeah.
2: I understand. I, I understand where you're coming from. I'm coming from the perspective of I think that they should go close to women comp this year, mm. and we're seeing the same problems that we saw last year with the team, where they would come out, blow teams off the park, and then the next week, all of a sudden, they're losing to, you know, teams that are, are not struggling because Cowboys aren't struggling, but they've just been like this 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 year yeah. where, and they've been in and out of games like they half the game they play well, and Kemp Smith said something to me. Um, he said, "One of the things I learned in my career, is how you play out, play throughout the year. It always comes out in your last game of the season." He said, "It doesn't matter. Every single year I played, how we played throughout the year, it always came out in the last game of the uh, season." And my concern with the Eels is, is, like, you know, they go up and down, they go up and down, and they don't get that consistent, that ruthlessness like we see. Because like, to win the comp, you need to be like Penrith or Storm. Yeah. And we, and that's what, that's what we need Eels to get at. And, and I think they've got the personnel to actually get there. And my concern is if, if they keep doing this, when it gets to the crunch, because I think they are a premiership threat, and I still think they're a premiership threat though, they get to the grand final or prelim and they have one of these matches where they just all of a sudden turn up and we're like, what team's this playing? It's not the Eels that we know, know and love. What do you think? Um, Just with the Eels, I think,
1: I think they might have got a bit disheartened, which isn't an excuse, but like, Cowboys didn't help themselves in the first half. Eels had a lot of ball and they just they just couldn't convert. And then I think that kind of... They kind of flatlined in the second half because of that, which was kind of just like frustrating to see as a fan. Um, but the, I think the key thing to take out, and I don't know what your guys' opinion is, I think Madison's been their best player in the last three weeks. So good.
2: I and
1: reckon. I think it might be time to start Ryan Madison.
2: Uh, me and Guru have said he should start all year, to be honest. Yeah. we I really believe he should be a starter. He just... He needs to be on the field as long as possible and getting through a bunch of work. He's safe. He's a good tackle. He's a good ball runner. Um, Yeah, so, like, I'm not, like, alarm bells. I'm just – I'm talking from the perspective of I think they can win a comp. If you want to win a comp, you've got to be ruthless.
4: Yeah, and they're going to have to beat Penrith or Melbourne to win a premiership this year. Those two teams are conceding on average 11 and 13 points. I just haven't looked – like, the Parramatta Eels, like, Take out the Newcastle game because I think that's a bit of an outlier because Newcastle didn't get off the bus. Their next best defensive game they is 14 points against the Dragons. Penrith haven't conceded more than 14 mm. points. Yeah, yeah. They haven't conceded more than
2: 12 in the last five weeks. Yeah. If you said if you said this performance to me like three years ago with Eels, I would have said, nothing to worry about. Like, you know, they'll still be in the top six. They're developing. It's just, I just, this for me personally, in 2022, the standard has raised for the Eels. Yeah. They need to. They need and, to be.
4: And I agree. When they make those changes, they'll be okay. They won't be here. They'll be here. But they need to be up here. Mm, they yeah. they live in this middle section they have for a few years. Well, like now. look at
2: Penrith. First four games, they're missing Fisher Harris. They're missing Cleary. They're missing, and like, they still come out and yeah. fucking put teams to the sword. And you know, and maybe they're not there yet. Maybe they're not where Penrith and Storm are yet. But if you want to win a comp, unfortunately, you've got to beat them. Uh, but I, I I understand what you. I agree with what you're saying, though. It's not like they're going to come back next week, Brown's going to go in the halves, and they're still going to play like that. Personnel come back. They've had an outside-back crisis. You have to pay respect to that. Like, they've got decimated through the outside-backs. They put Brown back in the halves. They get some proper centres there, build some combinations. All of a sudden, they're back in the shot.
4: They play Penrith this week into Ooh. the Roosters,
3: into yeah. Manly with Turbo back.
2: Holy shit. Next, we'll w- see. Ne-
3: next week's discussion, post-Panthers, hopefully Brown back in the halves. Yeah. We'll see where that is.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That'd be a really good indication, yeah. actually. Really good indication.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh.